This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Marquis Vandemark, and this is the Affirm America podcast. And yes, it is true, I am coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, in a log cabin, in an undisclosed location on the outskirts of town. Welcome to our premier podcast of Affirm America. Thank you very much for joining us today. We have a good show for you, I believe. We thank you for coming today to be a part of it. We're very thankful that you're here, and we would like to uh, tell you a little bit about Affirm America, where how it started, a little bit about our mission statement, give you an idea of what our future episodes will be about, what we're going to talk about. And um, we are here in the Midwest. Its uh, temperature has uh, been kind of cool the last couple of days. We're thankful for that. It's been very hot and humid, but in a, where we're located at, it is cool and cloudy today. So it's been a reprieve from the, what I guess what they call the dog days of summer, and um, hopefully it'll stick around a little bit longer so we can enjoy the uh, last few weeks of summer. So let, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Affirm America and how we got started and a little bit about our mission statement. Again, my name is Marquise Vandemark. I am the host. And um, so uh, I've been active in some of the political campaigns. We worked on the Trump campaign in 2016 and 2020. And Affirm America came about as a result of actually from a prayer group. I'm a former pastor. Former pastors are never former. We just uh, kind of transition. We're always looking to reach out to others. Pastor is always a representative trying to educate and bring other people into a relationship with the Creator. But uh, I'm currently not uh, pastoring a a church, but uh, we had a prayer group that started back in April of, of 2020 as a result of the COVID virus. A lot of us came together and were praying for America. We saw the election, how it turned out in January when Biden took office. And we were a little bit disturbed about what was going on in America at that time. We felt that possibly the election was stolen. We felt the country had um, lurched to the far left. And we were all very concerned about the direction of our country. So we began to pray. We prayed every night, and we've prayed ever since April of 2020. Last night, we had our 500th night of consecutive prayer. We asked for God's guidance. We got on our knees. We repented for America. We felt America was losing its moral fabric and its values. And we thought that we really need to come together and pray for our country. A lot of us were active in the campaign, as I mentioned. 
passing out scorecards during the Trump elections. Gave out about a million scorecards. So we're just we're just American citizens. You know, we don't uh, we're not famous. We're not congressmen. We're not uh, corporate leaders of any major sorts. We're just your common American citizen that feels America needs a little help at this time. And out of that prayer condition, out of that sincere desire to help in any way we could, we formed a nonprofit organization called Affirm America. And so let me tell you a little bit about Affirm America, the mission statement of Affirm America, so you get an idea of what we're about, what we hope to accomplish, and what our future episodes will be about. So the mission statement of Affirm America, let me tell you about it. I'm going to read it to you because it's that important and it's detailed. And we want to make sure that we're very clear on our mission statement. The mission of Affirm America is to educate Americans of all ages about the exceptional value of America's founding principles of freedom and the clear and present danger to those freedoms from the forces of totalitarianism at home and abroad. Our goal is to strengthen and preserve America for a long and prosperous future. John Withrop's conviction in 1630 that their new American colony was a city upon a hill has been confirmed for centuries as people all over the world flocked to our shores for a better life. Democratic presidents John F. Kennedy and Barack Obama are among the many leaders who have quoted Winthrop's phrase in their description of America. The central truth of America is that it was and still is a beacon of hope for billions of people because it truly is exceptional. Its constitutional freedoms, Bill of Rights, and system of checks and balances have made it an incredible place to live and prosper. Its original Judeo-Christian ethics have made it a moral country that has been able to grow beyond its flaws and become, as the black professor Orlando Patterson, the John Cowles Chair in Sociology at Harvard University, stated in 1991, the least racist white majority society in the world. Just imagine if America had failed and collapsed. How would history have changed? Would Hitler's Nazis, the Soviet Union, and China be in control of the world? In many different ways, has America brought light to the world? We believe that an objective observer would say yes. And we think that God would say yes, as well as be pleased with the grand and noble American experiment. If we are to continue to be of value to the world, we must remain healthy as a country. Our national health is dependent upon many factors, the most important of which is our commonly shared belief in the value of the founding principles of America and the U.S. Constitution. We must ensure that the majority of our citizens continue to believe in liberty, in God we trust, and e pluribus unum, out of many, one. Those beliefs will fall away if we fail to educate our citizens or newcomers to our country about our American values. They will fall away if we allow the forces of Marxism to miseducate our youth 
and divide our society into warring factions. We cannot allow our ship of state to flounder under the weight of those who are ignorant or hostile to the principles that have made America exceptional. It is not selfish to protect the health of one's home or one's country as we seek to continue to love the world and serve citizens of other countries who are suffering. America will be able to give blessings to the world as long as America is healthy, prosperous, and free. We have served the world in that way for almost 300 years. We now have a choice. Continue in our service with love and wisdom and common sense or allow the left to turn America into a broken, ignorant, totalitarian, and impoverished country like Venezuela that is unable to help anyone. If that happens, no one here or abroad will benefit. That will be an historic tragedy for America and the world. May God guide us and help us remain a city upon a hill. So that's our mission statement. It's bold, it's large, and it's a big task, it's a big mission. And uh, when we came together 500 nights ago, this is the premier broadcast and podcast for Affirm America. We hope to have many episodes with guests. And we're going to talk about some topics. Let me just share with you a few of the topics that we'll hope to cover over the different episodes. The cancel culture. First Amendment's free speech and big tech. We've seen how our free speech has been jeopardized, eroded, being canceled off of different social media platforms. Even the President of the United States had his Twitter account canceled. Who would have thought the 45th President would have been shut down from free speech? The removal of our historical icons and statues to the rewriting of our American history books. Wokeism and the, uh, the corporate prostitution for profits and the CCP. Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, who are carrying water for the Chinese communists. Critical, critical race theory being taught in our K-12 classes. And the teachers' union supporting this radical, divisive indoctrination of our young people finding parents to run for their local school boards. The transgender issues, men and women in sports, as we saw in the Olympics, it's gone beyond our shores, is now being perpetrated in other countries around the world like Japan. The LGBT issues focusing on the family, the breakdown of the family unit, the man-woman model for marriage, the mainstream media, truth in reporting, fake news, identifying the social media accounts that allow for us to speak freely, share our points of view without being censored by big tech. Elections that have consequences, voter integrity, 
the recounts and audits in Arizona, Georgia, PA, and around the country to make sure that elections are transparent. Campaigning for elected officials and keeping them accountable. Citizen leaders, not people that come in for their own self-serving interests to make a lot of money and hungry for power and greed. And most importantly, to offer a counter-proposal to the left, not just to point out the problems, but how to defeat these problems and bring concrete solutions to help our nation recover from its confusion. So these are some of our topics we hope to, to cover, and, and many more. We'll, we'll go over some current events, things that are happening in the news, like today the fall of Afghanistan, what that means to us and our foreign policies around the world. So we hope to cover multiple topics, but to find solutions and common sense ideas to affirm the American ideal. So I hope you uh, join us for future episodes. We're thankful that you're here today. And again, my name is Marcus Vandemark. I'm your host today. And we're going to take a few minutes to pause here, and then we're going to invite back our guest for our premier podcast today, Dr. Frank Kaufman. He's going to talk to us a little bit about his project, The Settlement Project. So when we come back, we'll bring on our guest, Dr. Kaufman. Welcome back to Affirm America podcast. Um, again, the host, uh, Marquise Vandemark, and um, we're glad that you're here with us today on the Affirm America podcast. And we have our first guest on our premier podcast today. It's a good friend of mine. I've got to know him over the last 500 days on our nightly prayer call, and uh, it's been really a wonderful experience. We didn't actually know each other very much before the uh, prayer call, but we've got to know each other through our prayers, and it's been an incredible journey for us all that have joined over the last 500 days. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Kaufman, a little bit about his bio, then we'll talk a little bit about his uh, project, which I think you'll find to be very interesting. Dr. Frank Kaufman presently works in areas related to academic life, religion and peace, and spiritual education and formation. As such, he runs New World Encyclopedia as its editor-in-chief, Professor's World Peace Academy, PWPA, 12 Gates Foundation, and teaches and consults with organizations on matters related to spiritual life and growth. A small sampling of Dr. Kaufman's professional record includes negotiations with the United States White House, the Kremlin, the Grand Muftis, and Muslim representatives during the first Gulf War. Involvement with the Indian government during the 1993 mosque riots and violence and work in refugee camps in Eritrea and Croatia at different times during regional wars in these respective areas. So he's very well informed, a world traveler, has been in multiple countries and worked on many fronts, and we're happy to have him here with us today to share a little bit about his settlement project. 
So let me uh, introduce to you Dr. Frank Kaufman. Hey, Frank, how you doing? Very good, Marcus. Happy to be with you. Thanks for inviting me on. My pleasure. It's been um, good to get to know you, Frank, over the years that we've been uh, praying every night and uh, to see the fruits of uh, our prayer effort uh, manifested now in our Affirm America podcast is the testament to prayer with action. And I hope that this will be uh, something that uh, the American people can be inspired about and that hopefully we can offer uh, some solutions to the confusion that the American people are seeing every day in our society, the erosion of our values, and just the outright lurch to the far left, socialism and communism. It's, uh, I mean, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought uh, we'd be in this situation today? The speed, the speed is a shock. How fast we went from here to there. Uh, This is, I think this is what has people alarmed. Um, No no chance to react. Suddenly, suddenly realities we never dreamt of are upon us just in a blink. Yeah, and it's 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 amazing that it's I mean it happened so quickly, but you know, it's this has been a long march, right? We yes. studied that uh, through communism and Marxism, you know, started back in the twenties and thirties, you know, when the communists tried to come over and, you know, promote their communist ideology. And they couldn't exactly do it. Exactly right. Couldn't do it, exactly. you know, straight ahead. So they went they got in the universities, right? And they've been working there, you know, yeah. indoctrinating and teaching and yeah, there were elements of that philosophy that would never work in America. And they recognized that and they modified their both their teachings and their strategies and did it. And I think the fall of the fall of several communist empires, especially Soviet Union, put the put the conservative, the moral conservatives and constitution to sleep while those modifications were taking place. It's kind of pulling up to a red light on a Friday night, and then you're looking at a car that's been changed in so many ways, and you think you've got this, and uh, you've lost, you know, you, you're walking home. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's just astounding what's been going on. And uh, like you said, I think with the COVID uh, virus and the lockdowns and everything, I think it, the left just saw a good opportunity to really uh, take advantage and uh, accelerate uh, what's been going on, I think also had a lot to do with it, don't you think? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, it did, there's a limit to how what you know and what you suspect. And, uh, and what you suspect isn't always wrong. Do you know what I mean? But you speak cautiously about things you don't know. What was COVID actually employed in the election scheme Mm. it's highly highly likely Mm. can have have i met the guy that did it do i have the have i been to the library to find the file card that says it right i can't say that but it looks it looks very like yeah suspicious uh, a lot of red flags right going off a lot of red flags a lot of evidences and even as we all know people were bragging bragging about it uh, so we have that much evidence, at least. That's right. That's right. So we, you know, we we see all these things, and you know, we prayed about it over the last 500 days, and um, 
you know, many things came out of it. We, um, again, we have uh, our podcast, but we also have a project that you're um, working on called the Settlement Project. So tell, tell us a little bit about uh, what the Settlement Project's, you know, how it started, what it's about. Let our audience know a little bit about what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And um, I think it could, just knowing what it is, I think it's a good resource for people to go to to find out information that maybe might be hard to find in some of the outlets that are available out there, you know, in the mainstream media or, you know, you have to dig for it. So tell, tell us a little bit about yeah, the, the settlement project. Sure. It's certainly not available in the mainstream media, but uh, settlement provides a good, uh, a good immediate point to get a lot of the information we need. There's also a lot of great outlets for information once once we uh, conservatives realized we were getting locked down and censored, a uh, lot of beautiful, lot of beautiful uh, work is springing up. Uh, uh, Greenwald with Substack and and Rumble and uh, great work. People have found a way to uh, to speak, but uh, still at a disadvantage because of the market dominance of uh, anti First Amendment censors like Twitter and Facebook and yes. the like. So, uh, so the settlement project, it, it arose out of an inspiration that befell me that I was ho actually hoping that would be taken up by others with greater expertise than mine. Um, and this, the inspiration was essentially, was essentially this, that it's no, it's normal that it's normal that world powers would want to attack America, but it's kind of like, it's kind of just like the world of power. You get on the football field, you do battle, you do battle. America is very powerful. There's other countries that are very powerful, and it's natural to want to take them on. This is normal. So countries like Russia, China, any uh, that are big, want to challenge American supremacy. It's normal human behavior. The problem is the problem is that the Soviet Union, uh, in the in the middle in the early part of the 19th century, adopted an ideology, which produced totalitarianism, and means of acquiring power that are not just simple, head to head like on a football field, and so. They, they believed in every kind of every kind of use of destroying America and uh, but it didn't work it didn't work here. Uh, the, the interest to continue to destroy America never went away even though the Soviet Union abandoned that as under Marxist ideology. but the ideology never went away. the tactics never went away. Uh, and so America remains under threat. We can expect that. We can expect that. That's okay to be expected. But when you're under threat, it's important to know who your enemy is. Right. That's what I was going to say. Who's your enemy? Who's your enemy? How are they thinking? What are their strategies? What are they drawing upon? What do they believe about the nature of the world? If you walk into a boxing ring and your enemy it lives in a, um, a worldview where it's fine to put brass knuckles inside the boxing gloves. You should know that about the person you're boxing. It, you're, 
you're a fool not to know how they view the world. Mm. And so, uh, the, and so what I came to be inspired or discover is that what was once Marx, uh, Soviet era Marxism is no longer, is no longer the same enemy that still seeks the destruction of a free America. And the inspiration that came to me is that 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 split into two separate, both geographical and uh, tactical, um, um, what would you call them, agents. Hmm. On the ideological front, Europeans and later Americans altered Marxist ideology into a number of new, new philosophical forces that drive hatred of America and that drive the willingness to destabilize America. Like for example, the riots of 2020 summer, they're informed by a philosophical mentality. People call it Marxism, but if they're inaccurate, if they're wrong about exactly what it is, it will be harder to stop. Hmm. What, what they retain is Marxist techniques but they don't retain Marxist worldview. Mm. So these two things split since the fall of the Soviet Union. The worldview is one thing, the techniques remain. And so people on the conservative right are trying to attack what they think is Marxism, but really it's splintered out into even more difficult to combat ideologies post postmodern critical theory, which now we're starting to get language. You hear a lot of people talk about CRT. It has come into the language. Yes. But postmodernism is not just CRT. What is the, what is the worldview and philosophy that's informing uh, uh, gender, gender therapy for mm. little kids? Mm -hmm. That's not CRT. Right. So basically, basically, it's kind of like whack-a-mole or like hitting a ball of mercury with a hammer. It splinters, it changes. And so that's what I call the Atlantic pincer side, the Atlantic flank mm. of the attack on America. The whole philosophical reformation and, re and modification and alteration of Marxist ideology, which was developed in Europe and then infiltrated all the all the U.S. institutions, which you described in your intro, as you were introducing, affirm America. Yes. And then on the and then on the Pacific side, China became the primary state actor that is determined to destroy America, both external militarily and from within through spying, through th cyber theft, and so forth. So when when the enemy was communism and soviet union you had a single thing and that was met and defeated mm. not easily yes it took great it took great leaders to wake up america america was hard to wake up but now now the state actor is different the state the state actor comes from a different culture russia was primarily a christian culture mm. china is a culture that even if it weren't communist um, americans won't don't get what do they know about the relationship between Confucius and Lao Tzu? What do they know about right. how a son thinks about a father? Russia was more recognizable. So 
the, the determination to destroy free America now split in many ways on the, on the Atlantic left, the, the tactics of Marxism split from the, from the philosophical foundation, critical theory and postmodernism is not, is not uh, Russian, uh, is not Marxist uh, theory of economy. It's yeah. not, it's just- Yeah, makes and sense. So, and the China mentality and the reasons for its Marxist appeal are not Russia's. Mm-hmm. Russia's was Russia's was the excesses of the monarchy that had an uprising against the bourgeoisie. In, the bourgeoisie, correct. Thank you. And whereas China, its 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 impetus or drive is that they were humiliated by the West, particularly from the Opium Wars mm. and by Great Britain, the loss of Hong Kong and so forth. They're driven by an entirely different matter. So I wake up with this inspiration that the saint, the enemy of America, uh, and I'm not calling them, of course they're bad people, but it has taken on many new angles, shapes, and if we're going to just come out with a blunderbuss, we're dead in the war. Mm. And so what I did was, because political, activi- political activism is not my history and not my life. Uh, as you read, I've been involved in peace negotiations in war areas, but I'm a patriot. I've always been a patriot. I love my country. Uh, I'm grateful that God has protected and blessed America. And, but I wanted to I wanted to awaken or reactivate new attention to new types of communism, new centers of communism, modification of the philosophy. And with that inspiration, I went to I have I have many I have many good connections and many high relationships. I went to all the places I could find to try to activate, in the philosophical and academic community. I went to Asia, I went to friends and colleagues and institutions in Korea, Japan, China, micro, uh, micro, uh, micro uh, the Australia, New Zealand, the uh, yeah. South Pacific. Uh, I tried to find activists, tried to link them and just found, just found a kind of a sleeping, a sleep. I couldn't find anyone that, that they said, "Oh, that's a nice idea." Everyone I knew was asleep. They had a, they wow. had abandoned their passion. That's scary. It was scary, and I went through a dark night of the soul. I went, hmm. uh, I became scared by that, and 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 I said, you know, pardon my language. I said, "Hell, if no one will do it, I have to do it." Not, I don't know if I'll be any good at it. And I founded the, uh, I founded the um, settlement project. Yeah. myself i did all the work spent all the money hired all the lawyers built a very strong team around me and and now it's a strong operation um and so that's how it that's how it came to be it it's it's the old reluctant messiah story you know it's like i didn't want to do this but i had to <laughs> but it's kind of my experience yes uh, this, if it gets taken up I can, i'm happy to close it down but that, that's how it came to pass. And now I have a very strong team around me. It's producing very good work. It's attracting a lot of, it's attracting a lot of support. And, and it's just a niche. It's just a niche. Yes. Uh, I, I, I don't have anybody volunteering in Arizona on the audit. 
but God, thank God those brothers and sisters are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not Steve Gorka, you know, a genius, the genius is out there. Uh, I just want to, I just want to help. And it's on this, it's on this small insight of identifying how, what shape the enemy is and precisely what drives the people who are determined to destroy the freedoms in this country. That's great. And I've, uh, I've taken a look at your, your website and it's um, actually very detailed and I can see that there has been a lot of energy and, and inspiration put into the content. Uh, what's the uh, website address that people can uh, look up the settlement project, Dr. Kaufman, where they can find it and, and benefit from some of the content on the website? It's How very simple. It? Yeah, it's S, like Shirley, S or settlement, P, project, sp12.org. SP, the number one, two.org. Okay, that's very um, simple, very easy to remember, sp12.org. I like That's very it. simple URLs. It's uh, easy for people to find. And um, so you'll have it in the notes below also, I'm sure. Yes, we'll, we'll link to it in our, uh, on the website with the content transcripts. You can find it there. And um, so tell us a little bit about uh, what your goals are ultimately with the settlement project. Where, what do you hope to see in the future? Um, tell us a little bit about... Uh, where you feel that's that's headed um. well let me tell you about a couple of contemporary projects of the of uh, settlement project and then it'll point a little bit to the future um a lot of our work is is producing content which makes it clear for the for all patriots to get what is the nature of critical theory of postmodernism, etc uh, there, nobody needs nobody needs to spend a lot of time learning that stuff. It's vile. It's destructive. It's it's disrespectful. It's confusing too. It's confusing, and that's part of the advantage they have. You bet. And so, what one of the major things we do, both in smaller pieces, in e-booklets, in in content on our site, uh, and even uh, and I'll speak in a second, is for a good, honest, hardworking patriot to know exactly what they're looking at when they're looking at some Harvard guy looking down their nose at them and throwing up squid ink and smoke and you're punching here, punching there. It's like one of those uh, uh, superhero movies with this fast guy who's behind you and in front of you. Like uh, we're trying to stop the camera and say, and say uh, this is, this is you, we got you, we got you on film, we got you on tape, enlarge that picture. And so the work of settlement, we're doing a lot of constant work to make it perfectly clear what has been done to the philosophy that, that makes, the, makes this kind of, uh, this smug, depraved soul say, Marxism, ha ha ha! What are you know? What are you gonna do? Attack me with an Etzel or a, a Model T? Ha ha ha! We don't even believe it. Ah, that's uh, and uh, baloney. Uh, I'll tell you exactly what you are and exactly what's wrong with the way you think and why the way you think produces tyranny and pr and ultimately produces death every time. 
Excellent. You can laugh all you like on socialism or Marxism. Laugh all you like. I can show anybody clearly that what you believe is the case about reality will produce gulags, will produce Hitler's gas chambers. It always does. It always has. Hmm. And so our work is, is, to, uh, is to make it clear so that somebody doesn't have to waste their time with these smug, elusive, rarefied academic uh, trickery. Hmm. And so, and so we're producing a lot of, a lot of booklets, a lot of essays, and we're writing uh, a brief, solid, readable book, which does a handful of things. It it explains why it explains Marxism briefly. We already know what that is, and it traces the thread, the rope bridge, between Marxism and what is the philosophical nature of the enemy. Today. Excellent, excellent. And finally, produces a clear counter proposal and proposals are proposals read yeah. it like it if you like it buy uh, uh join it here's a here's a proposal a father a loving father and and daughter that that's not a relationship of oppression that's oppress it's not a it's not oppression how's that there's a counter proposal in the definition of a hierarchical relationship buy it or don't buy it so mm. So after we after we make clear what is the what is the proposal of those who are working to destroy America and point shining uh, blinding cops with laser pencil, yeah. what is their world? What is do they believe about the world? And our writing is, how about this as an option for reading the exact same data? Hmm. So that's that book will be it'll be short, it'll be readable. And and it will it's kind of a step down transformer. Don't you don't have to struggle through this this il smug elusive manipulation yes. by the left. Absolutely, and it's needed too because you know most people out here, you know the moms and the and the middle class, you know they 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 don't know what Marxism is. They, ever they don't have to. Yeah, right. it's, it, they, they don't know what uh, you know post uh, postmodern critical theories about they don't you know that's they don't even know what crt means you know it, it's it uh, can mean cart in amazon or something you know they don't know what uh, right. what it means right. and, and uh, it's not that these people are not geniuses and not brilliant no and, you know it's not that they're doing 20 things that i could never do exactly the, the mom that's running the house and three kids and sock practices like to me that's a genius that i bowed down before. absolutely like, I don't know who's smarter, not smarter. It's not the point. People, they don't have to. They, they, they don't have to bother with this stuff. It's not good stuff anyway. And that's, that's part of what we're yeah. putting out there. Make it simple for the common person to understand. That hopefully that's what our podcast is about: is to take a, you know, a complicated issue and bring it down to, you know, common sense understanding that we can all relate to and you know what we can do about it right exactly right what we can do about what we can it. do about it as americans we have to we can't just sit around on the on the sideline now and be fat and happy and just think that our freedoms we take for granted we can see how quickly things have changed just in the last year and a year or two and um, you know we need to be uh, out front and really in the fight uh, some of us a little bit more more activist types, but even to, uh, you know the the soccer moms and dads that are working, they 
need to be aware of what's going on as well. Yeah, we're in this. We're in this together, and everybody's doing their part. That's, Everybody has. Exactly. Yeah. So very good. Well, well uh, uh, sp12.org. Uh, go check it out, and uh, uh, you can donate too. I'm sure uh, Dr. Kaufman can always use additional funding. So please uh, feel free to uh, make a contribution. You can also go to affirmamerica.com and uh, sign up for our newsletter. And also you can make contributions there to help us get the message out and the content that we're presenting today. So I want to thank Dr. Kaufman for uh, joining us today. Hopefully we can uh, maybe meet uh, on a weekly or monthly basis, uh, Dr. Kaufman. Oh, that can... would be good. Even particular issues, we yes. can try to shed a little light together. That would be great. That'd be great. Let's, let's yeah. talk about that and let's uh, add that into our episodes. And uh, some people might like to read, but I know when they're driving around, they can listen to our podcast or watch us on uh, YouTube or video. And uh, our desire is to get the message out. So again, thank you very much for joining us. And thank you all for being a part of our premier podcast, From America podcast. And uh, we hope that as we continue to bring content to you, we'll inspire you and uh, also uh, give you hope for the future that America is an exceptional nation and it deserves to be protected and it deserves to be held up for what it is, the greatest nation on God's green earth. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.